Welcome to the At The Hive podcast, part of the SB Nation network of podcasts. On today's episode, we run through the Hornets draft and the whole draft in general. We talk about P.J. Washington. We talk about Cody Martin. We talk about Jalen McDaniels. uh, And we talk about all of the weird stuff that happened from other teams during the draft. Uh, We wrap up talking about the guys on the Hornets Summer League roster and what we expect to see in the Summer League starting in about two weeks. Welcome to the At The Hive podcast. I am Jonathan DeLong, and I'm joined, as always, by Zach. Zach, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Jonathan? I'm I'm just I'm doing great, Zach. Feeling good about the Hornets draft now after I've sold myself on highlights and rationalized myself on their approach. How are you feeling about it? I, you know, I'm feeling good. I don't get too hyped one way or the other with drafts. Yeah. Um, there was what I was interested in what your draft night setup is like. Are you like hanging on the edge of your seat watching the TV? Where were you on draft night? Uh, I was on my couch eating pizza, which is what I always do for drafts. And then um, the only thing I do, hold on. We got a, we got a guest it's, on the podcast today. It's, I didn't it's, know. It's, Ke- it's Keekly. He's he's rapidly growing <laughs> and and frequently speaking. Um, anyway. Uh, Pizza, TV, <laughs> pizza, good TV. combo. The only thing I do that's like is I don't, I really like don't like the pics spoiled by people on Twitter and stuff. So I just stop looking at my phone and my computer when the Hornets are on the clock, and then once the picks announced, I go back and read what everybody's saying because the last thing I want is because I don't want that moment ruined of like hearing Adam Silver announce the pick and me being totally in the dark about what the pick is until Adam Silver announces it. And then I'm just like, okay, cool. So do you follow Woj on Twitter? I actually have notifications on for Woj on Twitter and for Shams, but I have to turn those off. I turn those off um, at like about an hour before the draft started, I think. Well, you know, like, so he's with ESPN now, so he doesn't ruin the draft for ESPN because he works there. (laughs) But what he'll do is be like, I have heard rumblings that the Heat are really interested in Tyler Hero. Yeah, know? exactly. He'll do that, yeah. and then um, he'll even he didn't even do it on the show a couple times, which I'm glad he didn't do for the Hornets because I would have been real annoyed if it was like like with the Cavs. It was like we're gonna go to Woj about this pick, and Woj is like, "Oh, Cleveland's been shopping this pick, and they've been looking for a trade, but they weren't able to find one, so it's looking like they're gonna take Darius Garland." Oh, come on, Woj. And then <laughs> and then it's like a minute later, Adam Silver comes out and it's like, what the fifth overall play of the Cleveland Cavaliers select Darius Garland? It's like, oh, wow, shocker. Didn't see that coming. So I'm glad well, the, the Hornets didn't do that. Yeah, the, well, the rumors are there was nothing to spoil with the Hornets because they didn't know. They took every second of the clock. Yeah. And which, they were trying figuring out what they wanted to do with their pick. Which I'm, I like that. Um, I Like, I'm assuming they knew who they were, like the player was. It was like, all right. PJ Washington's the the player we take, but let's take every second we can to see if anybody like what we can get for this pick before we hand in the card. Right. And before we get to the Hornets pick, let me ask you about the top of the draft. What did you think about it? Did you were you surprised by some of the picks? I certainly was. I was everything I thought was so I was surprised by how chalk it was until the Suns turned did the Suns. Yeah. <laughs> That's, right, what, gonna... that's what I was referring to is kind of the <laughs> yeah, yeah. Culver, the situation, the Kobe White went super early, at least, you know, given yeah, the draft. Yeah, but it was always like, everybody was always like, the Bulls really want one of those point guards. And then I, I didn't understand why the Timberwolves traded up for Culver, because he's kind of a, I don't know, I guess he's fine, but it was just not, not anything anybody expected. Um, And then even like the, the, the teams kind of changed around, like the Pelicans and Hawks and stuff, but it was all the same order. And then the the Suns swooped in and selected your boy Cameron Johnson with the eleventh pick, so the Hornets couldn't take him at twelve like you predicted. 
Wow, that would have been really <laughs> awesome, though. That would have been a, really awesome. What a horrible pick. Not I, that he's look, a bad player, but like a 23-year-old one-dimensional player at 11 overall. Interesting. Jonathan, when you say one dimension, when your one dimension is like 48% from the <laughs> three-point line, that's yeah. that's real value in the, in the modern NBA. Um, yeah. If you have someone who can who can post up in the corner and just hit those three-pointers every time you pass them the ball, that's value. Um, and that's why Cameron Johnson was a great pick by me uh, <laughs> to, to go to the Hornets, but he went one pick earlier. I thought there was a chance we were going to get Cam Reddish. He was going to drop yeah, all the way to well. I, I, th- I thought that was going to happen too for a little bit, but it's one of those things where it was just like, he got mocked to the Hawks so much. The Hawks are probably just like, I mean, he's a Hawk. I thought he was already on the team. I've already seen his <laughs> yeah. name next to our. I've already seen his name next to our team so much. I thought he was already here. Um, but I mean, I, I get. I don't know. The Suns' draft as a whole was weird. We do need to get to the Hornets' draft in a second, but yeah, it's like they were just like, I guess they were so snake bitten by Josh and Bender and uh, Marquise Chris from a couple of years ago that they're just like, all right, we're only drafting twenty-three-year-old seniors for like the rest of time like they took cameron johnson and ty jerome who are both like very considered very safe high floor low ceiling players which well is there is a, a lot weird... of upper office hornets people in the sun's uh office now <laughs> because that's no. our plan too usually let's well, take from... the oldest people in the draft well from what i've read uh there aren't a lot of people in the sun's front office at all so yeah fair uh, enough <laughs> it's just like because there are articles about how they have a very tiny scouting staff and and uh, their general manager doesn't really scout much and he just kind of hangs out. It's just like, okay, all right, well, if that's what you want to do. He probably just like looked up stats and was just like, oh, these guys have the best stats, age and talent and skill uh, out the window. Right, right. So with the 12 pit, 12. Wait, pit. wait, wait, one more thing. Oh, one more I'm sorry, thing. I'm sorry. This is the last thing, and it's just a general draft thing. The NBA needs to fix how they announce picks and process trades. Because I still have no idea who some of these play- teams, like who some of these players actually play for. Okay. Because the thing like, is, I, and I've heard this discussed before, like there should be more time in between picks. I don't the draft mind that... is not exciting to anybody whose name isn't Jonathan DeLong. You know what I mean? Like oh, I don't know. If the you're NFL not draft gets deep. very boring with the 10 yeah. minutes in between. No, yeah. I'm just talking about how like, like all the picks will be like, It'll be announced before the draft, like the you know the Lakers and the Pelicans made the trade, and so DeAndre Hunter, um, yeah, DeAndre Hunter gets ends up with the Hawks, and that's already determined before the draft even starts. And so right, now for the rest has of the Lakers hat on, yeah, for the rest of DeAndre Hunter's life, he gets to look back on the greatest moment of his life, and he's wearing Lakers stuff, even though he never has at any point been a Laker. And then, especially when you start getting in like the second round, where it's just like. Carson Edwards, it says he's drafted by the 76ers, but he's actually on the Celtics. And, like, Ty Jerome also says he's drafted by the 76ers, but he's on the Suns. Like, all that stuff. I can't keep track of it. Well, that's we, that's how we got the Kobe Bryant Hornets hat picture. <laughs> yeah, and I you're know. wishing that away. I love it. And that's that. what I'm saying. It's, <laughs> people still say the Hornets drafted Kobe Bryant when it's the same situation where right, it was right. traded beforehand. But, yeah. Anyway, yes, the Hornets drafted P.J. Washington, 12th overall, and I think that's who I predicted the Hornets were going to pick. That that was an amazing call by you. <laughs> um, it, it's he just it's a very Hornets pick. He's um he's a good player and he produced in college and he went to like a very highly reg- regarded college, which is pretty much only the only place Hornets get players from now. It's all been like Kentucky, Wisconsin, Michigan State. Uh, Indiana, like, you know, college basketball, blue blood programs. And so that's why PGA Washington, perfect Hornets pick. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Do you think that they're like, hey, Miles Bridges did really well. Let's pick someone who is exactly like Miles Bridges 
and um, see if he does well as well. Um, add him to the same uh, lifeblood that Miles Bridges did with us, where he comes in with a bunch of energy. Um, ever, since we've picked him, I've looked at some highlights, and he does really seem to bring a lot of excitement onto a basketball court. Yeah, it's like I, I've said it a lot, and he doesn't have the pop of Miles Bridges in terms of like the athleticism, and Miles Bridges has like a little more creativity with the ball right but he's he's very very similar in like his whole like not bad at anything pretty good at everything and that's kind of like what the hornets have been going for with all their picks but it's just like yeah sophomore in college too didn't come out after his freshman year even though he could have and so i think the hornets were like yeah that that worked with us last time let's go with the player who's still young enough to grow but old enough to also contribute right away and not need a bunch of time to figure out how the nba works is it too reductive to say that this could be a Jeremy Lamb replacement pick? Probably, um, if, probably just because I think P.J. Washington's going to play power forward. Uh, he's a Marvin Williams heir apparent. Okay. So huh. like, I think... He's got to gain some weight for sure. A little, oh yeah, but that's most NBA play, yeah. most rookies have to. But he's he's like wiry strong. Like he, I think he's stronger than he looks. Um, but he's got the shot already, and I think he also has more uh, shot creation ability than Marvin Williams. Like he's a really good passer for power forward. <laughs> I know his assist numbers aren't huge because he's a power forward, and power forwards don't aren't allowed to pass in college, basically. Um, but he's got like really good passing instincts, and like he can do pretty much every kind of pass. Like he drives and kicks, he kicks out of double teams, he can catch on the short roll and and dish it out. So he's got that to him, and then. I'm pretty sure he's never missed a right-handed baby hook in his life. <laughs> Which, so, like, he has, like, no post game. I mean, he has some post game, but most of his post game is backing guys down and then turning over his left shoulder for a little baby hook. Which, he's not going to post up in the NBA unless he has a mismatch, right? Like, you're not going to go to your power forward on the block as, like, your primary offense. So, and that's really... what I was about to say, is that there's no reason for him to have a post game. Yeah, so he and it's basically like what Marvin Williams does. Marvin Williams posts up if a guard gets switched on to him, and he basically throws his shoulder in him to him twice, and then throws up a right-handed shot off the off the glass. And PJ Washington do, can do the same thing. So if he's got mismatches on him, he'll just make 100% of his baby hooks. So I think he's the the Marvin Williams heir apparent, and it helps that Marvin Williams is here for another year because he can kind of get eased into the to this to the team a little bit, kind of like Miles Bridges did last year too, where he played like. 15 minutes a game for the first few weeks and kind of slowly got wet, more. Yeah. yeah. It got more and more time as the season went along. So the other so thing you, about you predicted PJ Washington to go yeah. number 12. Did you see somebody that you thought might fit us better um, in those uh, picks that went after us that you <laughs> would have liked us to draft? The only player that I really was like, had any was excited about because I wanted Hachimura. Yeah. Um, you talked about Brandon Clark. Yeah, I didn't want Brandon Clark, though. Um, <laughs> I did not want Brandon Clark. Uh, the only other one that I think I would have been, like, excited about would have been Seku. Um, okay. But everybody else that was gone, like, everybody else that was still there was just kind of like, eh. Right. Like, and so, I don't know, what about, you know, I know there you didn't know a lot, a lot about him, but did you have anybody you were rooting for since your boy Cameron Johnson got taken? No, no, like the only two, pe <laughs> literally the only two people that I was kind of excited for us to draft was uh, Kobe White and Cameron mm -hmm. Johnson. And I know that everybody's talking smack um, <laughs> about the the Suns taking Cameron Johnson there, but I am I do believe that there's a, a emphasis on three point shooting in this league, and the Charlotte Hornets need some more three point shooting. Um, and I didn't know enough about Hero, or I know yeah. that um, uh, Romeo Langford. They said went really high, um, but Br Brandon Clark. It was at least in the discussion that he was going to go in that you know ten to fifteen range, and he ended up dropping. Yeah. Oh, the other one, the the, the big one. Oh, by the way, PJ Washington. And I'm I'm kind of scattered brained right now. PJ Washington shot thirty three percent from three. So yeah. you can get excited about that. Um, his free throw shooting was bad, but I think that's a mental thing. Um, right, but I think because his three-point three, three shooting is high, but I think he only attempted like three, three a, game. a game. Or something like yeah, that. which yeah. 
is actually like Coach Cal likes to play like old school basketball. Like he likes the big guys to post up a lot and play on the interior. So PJ Washington's kind of breaking the mold a little bit for a Coach Cal player to shoot threes. Um, And then his three point percentage was even better uh, in conference play. He shot 44.7% from three in conference play. So tougher competition, better three point percentage. Um, You're going to talk about bowl. Yeah, I was going to talk about bowl, but I want to finish talking about Washington and then we can talk about the players that I'm glad the Hornets didn't take. Okay. Um, Washington improved in literally every single statistical category from his freshman year to his sophomore year. Every single one. Advanced and like box score. That's awesome. I mean, I think that's <laughs> a natural progression, right? Didn't he attempt to go pro after his freshman year? Yeah, he went out, like, he entered the combine, and then I guess the NBA teams were like, this is where we'll take you, and he's like, I'm going to go back to school and get better. And get better, did he did. Like, point, like per 40 minutes, points are up, rebounds are up, assists are up, steals are up, blocks are up, turnovers are down, fouls are down. Um, his usage rate was up, and his assist rate went up, and his turnovers went down, which is extremely hard to do, and his efficiency went up. Extremely hard to do that. Um, everything. So, like, normally players improve, but if you look at them, like, on a per 40-minute basis, there's always, like, something that changes. Like, they'll dip a little bit in rebounding. or like, Yeah, the turnovers will go up. Or something. Yeah, something like yeah. that. But every single thing went up. Like, his box plus minus and win shares and, like, all those fancy advanced stats and no one knows what they mean, all of those went way up. Like, definitely trending in the right direction. Anyway. The Hornets did not take Bull Bull at any of their picks, especially not 12, which is where he was voted to be selected by the Hornets community. And I am super happy about that. As am I. I mean, <laughs> I think that the the medical situation is what scared everybody away. Yeah. Um, but he is was a dynamic scorer in college. And I do, I do think that at least, and we'll get to the second round pick soon, like at least in the second when you were trying to get a flyer. Um, was mm. it the Suns who? No, it wasn't the Suns. It was, uh, it was the Nuggets ended the up. Nuggets. Yeah, and now they have Michael Porter and uh, uh, roll the dice on Bull Bull. That's interesting. No? Yeah, it is. It's it's a they're, – they're in the position to do that too. Like, I know people yeah. say the Hornets are in the position to do that because they need to hit a home run, but the Hornets also can't whiff. Like the, they need somebody that will help, and the Nuggets can completely whiff on a pick, and it will not affect their trajectory at all whatsoever. So it makes total sense for them to take guys like Michael Porter and Bull Bull. See, you say that the Hornets can't whiff. They whiff. They, I know that's why they, they can't have whiff, whiff anymore. In the past, they continue <laughs> to whiff. The, we probably, I'm excited about the people that we drafted, but we probably whiffed once, twice. You know what I mean? Um. I, th- yeah. I think that you go for, especially when you're middle of the pack, barely making the playoffs. I mean, it's the time, if, especially if you want to capitalize on the hopefully the next few years with Kemba, you want to go for a, a home run. I under- The medical part is why I wouldn't have drafted him. But, mm-hmm. you know, if he was healthier, I certainly would have considered him at least in the second round. So the one thing, obviously, the medical, like, tweet somebody tweeted that they heard that his medicals were not good there's also he has questions about his like work ethic and stuff and if you have injury problems and work ethic problems not a great mix but no no, that's not no that's not (laughs) but um the thing with me is like i i don't mind just picking players that you know are good or you should be good because i was like looking through recent drafts and the guys that went in the lottery that were seen as like home run swings that were all potential and no or little production and obviously bull produced, but there are other questions that kind of mitigate that were stuff like Drajan Bender and Emmanuel Moutier and Frank Tila uh, Kina and stuff like that. And they always, and Thon maker for the bucks a couple of years ago was a similar prospect to, to bull. And yeah. all of them are in recent memory have flamed out other than like free stops and Giannis. So I don't mind the home like that. The whole, uh, you know, just yeah. passing on the the mythical potential for some production. Because one thing I've also noticed is that p- potential seems to be reserved for prospects that aren't good. And again, bull <laughs> produced, but like Cam Reddish, 
was awful at Duke, and it's like, but potential. And so it's like, why can someone like P.J. Washington, who's already good, not get better, too? You know? Well, and here's the thing, and, and we've talked about this before. As a player gets older, if you're 19, they're like, mm-hmm. oh, man, look at, look at the amount of growth he, the growth <laughs> he could have. But yeah. when you're when you're 22 or 23, it's over. You've gotten to the point. You're at the pr- max of what you can yeah. do. Um, exactly. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. That's like yeah, with PJ Washington, it's like oh, they took the guy with the low ceiling. It's like PJ Washington's 20. Like, is it? Did he like? Is he done growing because he's a year to to 18 months older than like Seku? Right. And, and like, I what I like about PJ is that he's tall, he's long, and he could fit really well if we were to bring back Kemba. I keep saying mm-hmm. if we were, and I, you know, keep knocking <laughs> on things. Um, you know, as that kind of uh, person he can pass to to hit the three, or person he can uh, trust to make that uh, pick that he needs to get into the lane. Yeah, exactly. He can, Or make a play if defenses sell out to stop Kemba. Like, he can do something to create offense. It's not like Marvin Williams or like Kimba gets double teamed. He passes to Marvin Williams and Marvin's like, hurry up Kimba. I need to give you this ball back so I can go back to my corner. Like, yeah. you know, as much as I love Marvin Williams, I'm like the biggest Marvin Williams stand in the entire Hornets fandom, but he's not a dynamic player when he's not just catching and shooting. You got, anyway, you got a Mar- Marvin Williams Jersey. I, d- I don't, I did see somebody <laughs> walking. I did see somebody walking on the street and like, uh, a not so nice part of Charlotte the other day wearing a Marvin Williams jersey. And like that was, I didn't expect to see that here. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the 36th pick in the draft, the Hornets took Cody Martin. And that normally, this when, like, is where you take Bobo. Now, <laughs> normally, when the Hornet, like when a, dra- a team makes a draft pick, like the Hornets or Panthers or anybody I'm a fan of, mm. uh, I always am like immediately excited because that's just how I operate. And I'm always like, yeah, that's a good pick. Now, let me see who this person is. <laughs> um, when they now when they took Cody Martin, I was like, "Oh, that's interesting," because I he's been mostly considered like an undrafted free agent target on like mock drafts and stuff. Yeah. So I and I knew that that was gonna get flamed really hard by Hornets fans. So like I wrote the, the thing and like, "Would he grade this pick?" And I was expecting it to be like eighty percent Fs. I was surprised anybody picked anything other than like F and D, but watching like getting to know more about him like a deeper look at him and now i'm actually like sold on it he's michael carter williams if michael carter williams could dribble shoot pass and defend without fouling. oh don't you take don't <laughs> you take that line away from me you wrote i wrote um, the line very nice post on at the hive.com please go and read it and um this was your line He's like Michael Carter Williams if MCW could dribble, pass, shoot, and defend. And without I know fouling. you say without fouling, but I just want to end the sentence right there. If he <laughs> could, if MCW could play basketball, he's like MCW. Uh, all right. So two things. First of all, MCW was a was rookie of the year um, <laughs> when he came uh, into the NBA, and then he just disappeared out of the league, except for a little bit. Orlando Magic kind of revived him a little bit this year. Um, what makes you give that kind of that, uh, comparison? It was, I really just said it mostly to joke, um, uh-huh. because Michael Williams, I think Cody Martin is what Michael Carl Williams was like supposed to be for his entire career. And obviously Cody Martin isn't like he's old. So there's a little bit of, of the whole, like his skill level kind of pops more against college competition. Cause he's, you know, older and more experienced than them. But like he's the six foot seven guard that can run the offense, and he's a really good defender. So I think that's what Michael Carter Williams was supposed to be last year. You know, tall guard that can defend and play alongside Kimba. Gotcha. Um, big big time fail. Yeah. On that on that on all on all fronts with that pickup. But I think Cody Martin is another shot at that type of player. But he Do can you actually think shoot. that that we drafted him. Uh, 36 overall, relatively high, or actually very high for what mm-hmm. everybody else had him slated to go because we're also going to get Caleb and they're going to uh, secretly switch <laughs> back and forth. I think uh, that Cody be... Martin has a twin named Caleb, yeah. just so everybody knows. That would be very, uh, that'd be very Belichickian to pull from exactly. the NFL. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 
I would I wish we would bring Caleb Martin in for like the summer league at least. That would be fun to to keep them doing their thing. I haven't seen if he's gone anywhere yet. Only but, you um, would think that's fun, Jonathan. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think everybody would think it was fun. Um, so there's there's still time. Do you sign anywhere? I know that you've you're excited about this pick because you're a Hornets fan and you want to be you want to back the Hornets, but this is where the home run swing should occur. Mm-hmm. Like like we took this guy and no joke, there's a very good chance he would have been there with our second pick in the second round. Do you agree with that? I mean, yeah, I think there was a good chance he would have been there, but you picked the person that you want. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I know it's not like like to go back. It's like I would not have thought the Hornets would have needed to trade up to get Hachimura. I thought it was like a guarantee that he would have been there at twelve, but he went right. nine. Same thing. Like if you want to Cam Johnson, like there's no way anybody could have expected him to go before the Hornets picked at twelve. So there's always that element of it. You just take your guy where you like don't you pick based on where you have players ranked. Don't pick based on where you think other people have players ranked. In a sense, you know. Like mm-hmm. you might say, we have Cody Martin as the best player on our board, but maybe nobody else does. So maybe we can try to sneak and get him later. You just say we have Cody Martin as the best player on the board, so we take Cody Martin. Um, also, um, and to to rationalize the Hornets' mindset, I think, and again, you know, like you like you said, they do need a big a big hit in some aspect. I do think though they want to win next year with Kimball Walker. So in their mind, they're like. And we have no cap space to sign players. So I think in their mind, like we have to pick somebody who can help us and be very cost controlled contributor while we start the salary cap mess that we're in. So Cody Martin, it is. No, I, <laughs> I get Martin what you're is. saying there. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to. All right. So now I'm going to ask you to put on your prognosticator hat and I want you to give me an over under number of minutes played per game for Cody Martin in. 2020 in 2019 2020 uh, like do you think he cracks 10 i think he cracks 10 i don't okay. i think he'll have i think he'll get 10 minutes per game but i think he'll get a lot of or at least a few dnp cds over the beginning of the season like we talked we compared uh pj washington to miles bridges in their rookie season arc i think right. his will be similar to like Devonte graham maybe a little faster developing just because we don't have Tony Parker this time. So like Devontae Graham averaged 14 minutes, 15 minutes a game and he played 46 games. Like I think Cody Martin will be something close to that, like close to 15, 16 minutes a game, probably end up playing like 55, 60 games next year. I'm going to say that Cody Martin couldn't clean Devontae Graham's shoes and (laughs) That like we're gonna like Ramon Sessions is gonna come out of retirement and play more minutes than this kid is what is what I look. I want it to be a good pick, Jonathan. I'm just saying <laughs> it it. I don't think that that's going to to come to pass. Um, at least in his rookie year, man. These things take a while, and we were talking about before. It's a it's a crapshoot in the second round, and you're trying to find a diamond in the rough, and it's mostly rough. It's a lot of rough. Yeah. I, uh, the one there's. So I was already like selling myself on it, but there's a couple things that helped me feel really a lot better about it. Um, one, he was the conference defensive player of the year as a junior, which I don't know anything about the Mountain West conference player of the defensive player of the year. But anytime you win an award like that as a guard or a wing, I think it's, you know, a special accomplishment to be that good defensively as a perimeter defender to get that kind of recognition. Um the other thing, he was in the 95th percentile as a catch-and-shoot player and the 90th percentile as a spot-up shooter. So the reason his percentages were low is because of the difficulty of his shots because he was the shot creator at Nevada, Nevada, however you say it. Uh, so he should be a very good catch-and-shoot three-point shooter if put in a position where he's able to do that. Which in the NBA he'll get a lot more catch and shoot opportunities because other people are, can dribble and stuff. Okay, fresh off the pr- presses, can you name other people in the Mountain West basketball um, conference? Re- conference. Caleb Martin. I'm sorry, team. Jalen McDaniel's. Oh, other teams: San Diego yeah. State, Boise State. I think BYU is still over there. Uh. Is, oh, you're you're doing better than I thought you were gonna. Is do. Air Force is Air Force still in the Mountain West Conference? 
Uh, no. Uh, um, Utah State. I don't see them. You were doing so well before. I know. I just rattled <laughs> off just a couple. Joking, <laughs> no, you did way better than I thought you were going to do. I just <laughs> the competition there. Oh yeah, not great. Isn't anything close to what you know? Even like a a major basketball. Yeah. conference would would show him and there's been exceptions to the rule where a guy comes from a smaller college and becomes a great uh nba basketball player i get that i'm just not betting on it man and i don't get super i know people do get super excited about the drafts but you're talking to the wrong bro i'm talking to the wrong person man utah state and air force are in the mount west conference give me some credit there um, so, I apologize. That was, uh, <laughs> was bad fact checking. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the, he did play well. And obviously, the small school concerns are are very very valid. He did play well against um, like in their NCAA tournament games, and then like he had a couple of matchups in his junior year against TCU and Texas Tech, and he played well in both of those. Other than lots of turnovers against Texas Tech, so he did play well in his limited opportunities against big competition but like i said it's limited opportunities so we'll see i'll get to see him in summer league in a couple weeks so that'll be fun but one of the schools i mentioned as a uh, mountain west conference school was uh san diego state and the hornets picked a player from san diego state and his name is Jalen mcdaniels there's nothing remarkable about this guy right nothing to, uh, uh, no, nothing controversial nothing, or nothing anything. To, <laughs> nothing to talk about <laughs> certainly nothing that i would get yelled at on twitter for not talking about <laughs> right exactly let's let's on the top let's uh talk about that so you wrote like you do because you're you're prolific at our site you wrote a review about Jalen mcdaniels who we took with the 52nd pick um in the draft and you you neglected to mention that there's an (laughs) ongoing lawsuit um connected to him filming some sex acts in high school um, did you do that because you don't care about anyone or any of their feelings or anything? Is that you're just a cold it's person? It's 100% because I <laughs> do not care about people or or victims of any of any kind. Um, but, but in reality, in reality, there's it's one of those things where it's like he has a pending lawsuit. There's no criminal charges attached to it. There's not a whole lot to add to it, um, other than we'll wait and see what happens when the lawsuit gets settled. That's it. I, I I believe that it is important to acknowledge that that is ongoing, um, and that there's not much else to be said about it. Like we yeah. should allow um, th- that process to go through. It's not a criminal charge. It's a, a civil lawsuit, and we should acknowledge it. Um, but I think that the things to be said about Jalen McDaniels at this point is the stuff that he did on the basketball court, right? Yeah, that's what we're gonna focus on for right now because. Until that gets settled, there's no reason to like go too deep down that rabbit hole because I don't know what's going to become of it. But right. Jalen McDaniels as a basketball player is somebody I saw Hornets fans want. So I was like, this should build up some goodwill among Hornets fans after they took Cody Martin 36th because I know he's a player that some people wanted. And so, and he's interesting. He, um, I knew about him being like, super tall and long and athletic and stuff. I didn't realize he was a really good passer also. And he's a, I see that's, is he a good passer? How did you come by the, are you looking at the stats? Uh, Both. Like, so one of the things I do immediately is I go to, when I'm like, highlight it up, man. (laughs) Even before highlight, even before highlights, even quicker. um, Mm. Tankathon has a, a great, tool they have like a player profiler and it has for every player it has strengths and weaknesses based on their stats and all of them are graded on a scale of like plus four to minus four basically like they'll have like if they're really really good at something they'll have four plus signs if it's just kind of good at something they'll have one plus sign and so on and so like when we picked him the first thing i did was like go to tankathon to see what his stats say he's like so i can immediately see what he's good at what he's bad at and like he had like assist to turnover and assists and like assist to usage or something were all good. And I'm like, I didn't know that. So I'm watching his highlights and he has a lot of like, he's a pretty advanced passer for a relatively otherwise raw power forward. Like he's got good vision and like he'll push and transition and he'll like drop it off, like no look passes and stuff. Or he's real good at like catching the ball in the free throw line at the high post. 
especially against oh. like the zones that teams play in college more often and he'll catch it in the high post and just turn and fire to like the weak side corner for open shooters and i was not expecting that because i just thought he was like a tall dude with long arms that was supposed to be a good defender but it turns out he's actually not a good defender yet he's a good passer though so all right so for context right i remember mm-hmm. i said pj washington needs to add uh some muscle some some weight mm-hmm. to be uh, a force in the league uh, PJ Washington is 6'8, 228 pounds. You want to give the old uh, stats for uh, your boy Jalen? I, I don't have it in front of me, but doesn't he weigh oh, like 190 he's, pounds? 6'10, 191. He is a skinny <laughs> dude. He's a very um, skinny boy. Yeah, he's go- really going to have to work on that. Now, you he's say a- he was, he's a good passer. Let's imagine a world in which he can, he's on the roster. He spends more than two minutes with Kemba Walker. I've been looking at uh, really Borrego tape. I've been looking at like kind of foreign Borrego tape tape and figuring out exactly what, trying to figure out what his offensive style really is. And he's doing this Mm -hmm. thing uh, with Cody Zeller most of the time where he looks like a lost deer where Cody is supposed to hand the ball off to either uh, Kemba who's going into the paint or if Jeremy Lamb is open. He can pass it to him. It would be yeah. really interesting to see a uh, good passer in that handoff position. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone who knows the the court and can see angles and stuff like that. It would be really interesting to see somebody in that role. And it could be a Jalen McDaniels in the in the perfect future. You know. Yeah, that's that's seems to be the the kind of the archetype the Hornets are looking for in these last two drafts, like with Devontae Graham, Miles Bridges, and then the three picks this year, all of them are plus passers for their position. All of them are good to plus defenders at their position. Like the Hornets are clearly going for that whole, like everybody can do a little bit of everything. There's no like, you know, no more like Malik Monk. He's a really good shooter, but not a good defender. Or Michael Kidd Gilchrist who's the opposite and stuff like that. It's, it's a very much a like, yeah, like I said, everybody can do everything. And McDaniels is obviously further away than Washington and Martin are because that's why he's the 52nd pick. Right. But he's he kind of has that same thing where he he can he's learning to shoot. His shot isn't great yet, but the the foundation's there, and he can pass a little bit, and he can be a good defender once he uh bulks up a little bit. Do you know how many times he uh could rep out one 185 pounds at the combine on bench press? How many? Zero could not do it. Ooh, buddy. One of three people that have a zero next to their name. And that doesn't like people that didn't attempt it don't have a number at all. So he was one of three people that tried and couldn't do any reps. Hey, man, (laughs) kudos for trying. You know what I mean? (laughs) Way to show up. (laughs) I do appreciate the guys like like even Kevin Porter Jr., who was another popular like Hornets pick. He he did two. Ty Jerome did two. Where they're like, I know I can't do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. But I'm going to try to push it, you know. <laughs> this is only um, going to hurt me, but I'm going to try it anyway. Best case scenario for Jalen is that he has a great Greensboro Swarm season, right? Yeah, he's not going to see minutes other than if people are hurt. And he's like on the active roster because somebody else is hurt. And then it's a blowout, so he gets in at the end. Yeah. That's um, that's it, and we I hope that he can develop really well in that mm-hmm. swarm season. Um, and I mean, is there very much more to say about Jalen McDaniels? Like, not really. He's a fifty-second pick. There shouldn't yeah, be any expectations. No, not at all. Not at all. And you know, I hope that the truth comes out in the lawsuit. Is really the only other thing to say about <laughs> yes. it, right? Yeah, pretty much. So, Fan- uh, fantastic. I'll finish your board for you. Um, So the Hornets picked up some other players too um, in the the draft after the draft, which by the way is super hard to keep track of because that's when like the not Woj people are able to start breaking some news. And I just can't find them all on Twitter all the time. So like I was looking today when I was trying to like, I put together the piece about who's on the summer league roster right now. Mm. And I was just like, where I can't find the sources for any of this stuff. And there's just like LSU Tigers, like LSU Tigers account tweeted that Cavell Bigby Williams signed with the Hornets and stuff like that. So the Hornets signed Robert Franks to a two-way deal right away. Um, And he is a 
six foot nine forward from Washington State that can shoot. Thoughts. <laughs> that we, we we're just accumulating a lot of forwards. <laughs> That's yes, my we, thought. We, yeah, we have Cody Martin's like a wing guard forward, but yeah, it's we've acquired three power forwards essentially in the draft and free agency uh on Thursday. Yeah, so I don't know if he's really good at anything else. Um he's a decent rebounding and assist numbers, but he also played for a terrible team, so somebody had to get rebounds and assists. Right. But he made 40% of his threes and he saw, he took 7 a game. So that's that's good. Uh, yeah, was, man. <laughs> Keep going. You got the. <laughs> there was there was one game, and I watched the highlights of it. He made seven three pointers in a game. I'm trying to find it real quick. Eight. He went eight for thirteen against Oregon State from three in their last regular season game, and which is good. Obviously, if you can make eight three pointers yeah. in a game, it's good. Or maybe, or maybe it's like, I don't know. They just, just, they were just like, we are not adjusting our defense, and you, don't, we don't care how many three pointers you make. And he was just getting like wide open threes in the corner, like into the second half of the game, despite having already made five, six, seven threes. And they're just like, that's ah, fine. It's not like he's gonna make the next one too. He did. Some some coaches are stubborn like that though. <laughs> but yeah, and that so, again, I think he's a he fits the mold of like a great g league player like he's just gonna go out in the g league and shoot 12 threes a game make like 38 percent of them be a great g league player but never quite have enough other skill to play in the nba and i might be wrong but just like the quick initial impression is like he's a good shooter but he doesn't look super athletic or super nimble or anything else so he just kind of seems like a career like fringe kind of nba g league player do you think so? It, so summer league is coming. Do you think that obviously the the draft picks are going to get some burn? Wh- who of the actual Hornets roster do you think we're going to see in this summer league? Last year's rookies are supposed to be there, and Dwayne Bacon's committed to play. I don't think Miles Bridges and Dwayne Bacon are going to play very much because they're already good NBA players, and there's no reason for them to like. They don't necessarily need the development minutes, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I, mean, I the would rookies be would very surprised to see Miles Bridges out there, like with the risk of him possibly getting yeah. hurt playing. You know, I think honestly, Malik, like Malik Monk, hasn't committed to play. There, they, he may or may not. He probably needs it more than any either of those two. He should play. <laughs> he should play every time he gets an opportunity to play. Yeah, he's got because yeah, he's got some work to do. And, he really um, does, and I I haven't given up on Malik Monk uh, by any means, but he has to develop more. Um, yes, he's going to be of use to anybody. Yeah. So, but th- those guys, even and if he does play, he's probably in the same boat where he probably won't play a lot. So it's going to mostly be the rookies and Robert Franks. Um, I'm interested about Arnoldus Koboka coming back um, for the summer league. Like, okay the guy we picked 55th or something last year. Um, a lot of people have talked about how good he looked in the summer league last year. I thought he was fine in the summer league last year. I don't think he looked like an NBA player in the summer league last year. Um, but it, it's always fun to hope, right? Yeah, exactly. And I like someone like that coming back, especially if he did well last summer league, you know, you can find things to build upon. Yeah. Um, and then also we have Josh Perkins from Gonzaga, Cavell Bigby Williams from LSU, and Elijah Thomas from Clemson. Don't really know anything about any of those guys, but they'll be there. Also, breaking news, Kerwin uh, okay. Roach signed with the Hornets, so he'll be a summer league too. Old Mr. Roach! Yeah. <laughs> um, which is a pretty good pickup because he was – I think a lot of people expected him to get drafted. So that's that's an interesting pickup. Four year, uh, four year player at Texas, average fifteen points, four rebounds, three assists as a senior. So yeah, that's Kerwin Roach, add him to the list. 
by the time you hear this, I've probably wrote something, written something about it, or added him to the other post. But if not, breaking news for you: the Hornets signed Kerwin Roach last night. So let me ask you this: Monday night, we have the summer league coming up after the fourth. Mm-hmm. Do you watch what? What's your? Do you watch summer league? I love the summer league. I watch do as much really? summer league as I can. <laughs> yes, I love summer league basketball. Jonathan. <laughs> All right, so I I when I catch it, like when I catch a Charlotte Hornets game, it's mm-hmm. fun to see that the Hornets are playing um and the kind of especially when you have someone electric like Malik Monk that you want to see um so when you the thing about the summer league games is that they're kind of everywhere on television. Do you watch mm-hmm. them online? Do you watch the highlights? What's your go-to move? I I watch so um, I'm about to add NBA TV to my TV package so I can watch all the games. Um, Whoa, fancy! I, I I watch. I just yeah, I watch them on TV as much as I can. I'll probably like DVR a ton of them just to like put on as background noise and there's nothing on TV. Um, I always watch all the Hornets. Last year, I was in Vietnam for most of the summer league, and I woke up at like four in the morning to watch Hornets games. Um, so that shows you. That shows you my commitment to watching the. <laughs> You're traveling the world, my friend. We gotta get you. Do you, do you I think I have know. better things to do at four in the morning? I mean, I you, I know, you could pop some push-ups or something like that. <laughs> I did not. Trying. I watched the Hornets summer league, just like in the dark on a tablet, just with some headphones in, watching the watching the Hornets summer league. Watch the game. Go back to sleep. So, um, the the one earmarked summer league game that I have is. Monday the eighth at eleven PM. Um I don't know what you're doing at eleven PM July eighth. <laughs> Watching they're this pl- game. That's oh, my they're birthday. Playing... By the way. Is your it's your birthday? Yeah, July is my birthday. Well, the Charlotte Hornets are gifting you a summer league game <laughs> versus the Chinese national team? Yeah. Um, I'm really and I don't about know that. if they'll be at full strength or what the deal is, but I love that idea. Um yeah. I think that's yeah, be very interesting to watch. Yeah, the Chinese and Croatian national teams are in the summer league this year. I, and like you said, I don't know if they're like the full like because I know they have like the World Cup coming up. So I don't know if it's the full roster or if it's going to be kind of like a mix and match of reserves and stuff to try to just get guys playing time. But I was really hoping the Hornets would play one of those two national teams. So we got the Chinese national team, which I think will be really interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's one that I have earmarked that I might. <laughs> hey, what, what what better thing do you have to do on eleven o'clock on a Monday night? Right? Sleep, Jonathan. It's called a regular sleep habit. You know, cold <laughs> showers and then in the bed at nope. seven fifteen p.m. <laughs> as soon as the sun, if I don't beat the sun, if I'm not in bed before the sun goes down, I have stayed up too late. Exactly. Um, <laughs> no, so I am excited about that too. Um, I'm kind of disappointed that we don't like we play the Warriors and the Spurs just because like they don't have any either of them have any kind of selling points like, like I wish major, we played yeah, yeah like I wish we played like the Pelicans or like somebody that picked basically somebody who picked ahead of us it would have been more right. fun the Warriors do have Jimmer Fredetto really yeah the Fredetto. Just, <laughs> <laughs> Jimmer Fredette agreed today to, to play summer league with the Warriors uh, so <laughs> that's that I don't know Oh, did be... you read? Did you read the story? And real quick, I'm gonna make this real uh, quick. Yeah, the fine. warrior had stashed someone on their G League team for like a year and a half, and then drafted uh-huh. this person. I did in the second round. Really weird going <laughs> on so, over there. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. So like that's so you, something you know, that like, would you never happen in Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, I know that's so. Yeah, because you have to be 19 years old, or you know the rules about getting drafted from European, it's basically you have to be the equivalent of going to college for a year. Right. But that rule doesn't exist in the G League. So he was just playing in the G League as like the international equivalent of going straight out of high school. And he just ended up on the Warriors G League team and like, oh dang, this guy's really good. We can't let him play. Somebody else will take him. So, so they're just like yeah. shut him down. Yeah, he stopped and playing. They, yeah. Yeah, I know. And I saw because I saw a thing before the draft. And it was like, when are the or the when are the Warriors gonna pick the player that they already have, pretty much, and because they don't want anybody else to take him, which is really funny. And they took him 39th, but that was that was an interesting story. I didn't know that was a thing that could happen. 
Yeah, I I would love to know more about that. I need like a yeah a fifteen for fifteen on that. <laughs> just yeah, just the the Warriors. Just like them seeing him in practice, and I'm like, like we need him on the Warriors, but he's not on the Warriors, so we can't sign him to the Warriors yet. Like, what are we gonna do for the next year? Like, I imagine they're like they're not even like letting him show his face in public. Like, he's just. <laughs> They, in a, in a black, him, black box somewhere. <laughs> yeah, they they sent him back to Serbia and like you do not play basketball. Not anybody know who you are. Just just go like work out in empty gyms. So we can draft you next year. Yeah, man. Any any final closing thoughts on the uh, NBA 2019 draft? Uh, I no. I think like I know the Hornets draft wasn't super exciting. Like they didn't do it. Like they didn't do the swing for the fences things they already said. But I think they got good players. I think they got useful players that will contribute next season in some capacity. So I've rationalized it to make to make me excited about it. Um, I think more people will be excited about it in about three weeks when the summer league's over, because that tends to be the the progression of fandom is you immediately react and you get mad because they didn't take the guy you wanted. And then you watch some highlights, and you're like, ah, okay. And then you watch them play, and then you're like, these guys are going to win us a championship. <laughs> and you just skip you skip the real middle ground that's the actual truth. But that's how fandom works. So. Exactly, exactly. And everything is up in the air until next week when the free agency actually starts. I know everybody decides where they're going, you know, unofficially between now yeah. and then. But especially for Hornets fans – Actual free agency is very important this year um, for one specific player. Probably um, the most important it's been ever. For sure. And we'll talk more about that when there's something to talk about. We don't want to speculate like we already have wildly in other podcasts. <laughs> yeah, we'll need to, we don't need to rehash those same discussions, but we can, we'll, we'll revisit soon. Cool. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. We will see you next week. Sign Kemba. <laughs>